Hey, will you be one of PWR Network's lucky one percenters? Here's how. Visit pwrtalk.com and click on the Gratitude Options button at the top of the page. Check out just how lucky you're going to be when you become a registered station member. When just 1% of PWR Network's 9 million documented listeners take advantage of our lifetime membership offer, this special offer ends. Will you be one of our station's lucky one percenters? Get lucky. Visit PWRtalk.com today. Aloha, Soul Dancer here. I'm the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth, and I'm on a mission to end worth decay. Are you suffering from worth decay? Here's how you know you might be suffering from worth decay. If you think or feel worthless because of your age, health, finances, or your looks, guess what? You're suffering from worth decay. There's good news. Our series here on PWR Network is Stopping Worth Decay. To get the most out of this series, just listen in every week. For those who really want to end worth decay, you'll call and register to be part of our unique self-paced program. Call me at 312-268-0000 or visit PAY411, that's pay411.co, to learn more about this program. Welcome back to PWR Network, the world in your hands. All righty, and welcome back, everyone. Soul Dancer here, your host for the next hour, as we get into week number five of our Confidence Reality Series. And once again, I want to thank you for coming in and listening to us. Please know that your comments are more than welcome. Welcome back, team. I'm so excited we're on. Can you believe we're on week five already? No. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's gone so quick. Yep. Well, let me run right up and down the list here. and I'd like to just do an overall, what's been some of your ahas as we now approach almost the halfway mark? Crystal, is there any particular aha that's popped out to you that's been a, a bigger aha than the rest? When I did this last exercise, looking at my past and where I'm at right now, I found that when I was open to receiving and not necessarily like set on planning what I wanted to happen in my life, when I was open, then a lot more things came in and more positive experiences. And then when I was like, for instance, I want a boyfriend, I ended up having not such glorious relationships, and there were learning experiences, but I would not like to repeat them, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you began to get some sense, some themes. Boy, that's a tangle tumbler. <laughs> okay. Elaine, some, some primary ahas so far? Kind of along those same lines with Crystal, that anything that I planned wouldn't work out that way anyway. Something else entirely different came out of the blue, and right set me up to another path down the road. So that was, I guess, my thing, that the best laid plans don't happen. <laughs> oh, so you, you're experiencing that old saying, something along the lines, how, how, do you, how do you inspire laughter of the gods? 
Yep. Make plans. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the best thing that happened to me were kind of out of the blue. It just came out of nowhere and just set me on my way to another, in another path. So that was interesting. I really hadn't paid attention to that before. Mm-hmm. All right. Wonderful. Isabel, you're, I wonder what are your primary ahas overall so far as we've taken this journey down confidence lane? Hmm, I feel like I'm uh, more confident as the days uh, go by. And uh, I think it's because doing the exercise that we are doing, I know myself more and more, although I think I have a pretty good idea of who I am. But the more I do the exercise you are asking us to do on the the book, the more, um, I mean, the the picture is much clearer now of who I am and where I want to go. Mm, Wow. That's that's got some power behind that. Yes. Well, thank you for that. Now, Stu, as we get into Stu, some of the comments you've been leaving on our wonderful private discussion board, which is a perk of membership, I, I sensed you feeling a little overwhelmed as you hit Chapter 4, yeah? Yeah, that was like, you kind of eased this into that one, didn't you? It was like, have this exercise, do this little exercise, do this little exercise. Wabam! Have this huge exercise to do. It's like, oh my God, that's going to take a while. But yeah, certainly my, my aha it resonates with exactly what you just said there, which is I, I kind of thought I knew my confidence levels, I kind of knew where my confidence was coming from, and I felt pretty like a pretty confident person, and I am. But what this is showing me is that there are actually many facets. There's just lots of different aspects to confidence. It's not just one thing. It's lots of things, and, and you're building up that picture of what all those different pieces are, and that's, that's been a good art half of me. Ah, very good. Okay, and, and I want to reiterate something I shared with Stu This 12 weeks, as we go through the series, historically, it's more like getting ready to do the exercises. Unless you have all the time in the world to dedicate to this book, it's highly unlikely you're going to be able to read a chapter and do the exercise in full in a week's time. You can. It is possible. But in many of these, you'd have to rush it. So this 12-week series, I've often told people, Think of this as an overview. Think of this as reading the the, the brochure of a tour that you're about to go on and get ready to take the tour. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, folks, no worries. We've got another 18 months together where you can do the exercises at your leisure and call in each week, each month, whenever you need to with our regular weekly phone call. So know that there's still plenty of support out there for you even after this 12 weeks have come to a close. All right, Sarah, so far for you, I know you've been juggling many plates, and I want to thank you for weaving us into your busy schedule. Any particular aha that's been bigger than the rest overall? Well, so thank you so much for this book. It is truly an eye-opener. I, uh, like everybody else share, I thought I knew how much confidence I had, and just reading chapter by chapter and then doing the exercises, it's just teaching me that my worth is a lot higher than I ever imagined. You know, just feeling inadequate towards other people that I thought that were better than me or were higher than me, the more intelligent than me. I stopped comparing myself to them. And what I do now is what we discussed last week, which is model them. 
and just talk to them. Now I have the confidence to come up to anybody and just ask them, what do you do and how do you do it? I want to learn from you. Instead of being, you know, scared of them and, and not approaching them at all. So this, is, this has been wonderful for me. Well, mahalo. Thank you, thank you. Again, face all wrinkled up, smiling. And, Jace, I can almost feel you smiling on this end as well, yeah? Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so my big one has been, uh, it was one of the first chapters when you talked about if someone made you a real low offer and asked you to set aside all the lessons and all the learnings you've ever had, I could see how much I've discounted my past experiences. I'm not doing that anymore. Like, I really get... I, last night I was just kind of daydreaming and I was thinking about everything I've been through in my, not literally everything, but a lot of what I've been through in my life, positive and negative, and I just got how many experiences I've had in my life, and I've had a really rich life, and when I'm going to work with someone, that translates into a huge amount of value for them and for me, so it's just it's been really cool to kind of integrate those, I want to call them lost pieces of me. Mm, knitting it together again. Yum. Excellent. Now, there's, there's a, it, don't let me forget a very important point about what Jace just, just said, and I'll come back to that in just a second, but I want to get to Anna first. Anna, one of your, you, you provided a, a beautiful story out on your blog. Thank you. And you really dove into this exercise and I thought, wow, rock on. What was some of you, what was, overall though, let's, I realize you're just joining the program here on on this particular chapter. Is there a particular aha that popped out for you? Well, I noticed that when things would happen, you want to call it good things or bad things or whatever, You, when, once something happened, I, I noticed that some similarities in my little timeline of uh, events and how I handled it the first time or the first situation. Once I got through that, when it when when the same situation came up again, I handled it differently. So I'm noticing, obviously, a, a learning experience and a growth experience looking at my timeline and how I took care of things. I also noticed that when I wasn't really very happy, let's just put it that way, it was sort of stagnant, didn't really do a lot. And then there were times when people would come into my life or I'd, I'd be in a relationship or something was going on and it would peak and uh, all of that, you know, everything would fall into place, the finances, the, the the business, everything. So there was really an interesting ebb and flow up until a certain point for me, and then it was like I was very aware. So this is showing me how now when I look at my timeline and I'm very aware of where I want to go, uh, I can pull that information and be and be confident in that either I've I've experienced it before, so I've built a foundation or I am going to experience this, be excited about it, and learn from it. So whether I <laughs> trip and fall or stand up, either way I'm going to learn from it. So it's allowed me confidence in knowing that I can step into something totally brand new and be fine. Mm, that's got some some juicy power behind that too, yeah. Nice. Everything you've all just said, I want you to imagine you standing in front of a mirror looking at yourself recognizing that as you polish the diamond you are, you begin to see your sparkles ever more brilliantly. Conversely, are you awakening? Is there an awareness that's blossoming? 
that what you're finding out in yourself, what you're awakening in yourself, has it occurred to you, it's equally true for every person you meet. Did that make any sense? It it did make sense. So yes, and it's it, I find it true. Yes, when you're when you're in this place of awareness and awakening, you will attract you other people who are on the same journey. I I well I I want to say well every person I don't know, but for the majority of people that we come in contact with, yes, because I feel like energetically we attract like attracts like, so we're attracting. That actually, Stuart and I talked about that on one of our calls and how the, the, the similarities and synchronicities show up. And it's amazing how many people show up and you look at them and you think, even though they're on what we might perceive as a different journey, we're all on the same journey. This is true. This is true. I, I want to put a little different perspective on this, though. Sure. What I want to sprinkle in here, and I'm going to start watering these seeds, because as we get into our upcoming chapters, I, this will help even boost the energy of each chapter more. As you're finding out just how amazing you are, if you start treating every person you know, every person you meet going forward, you treat them equally as amazing. Mm -hmm. Right? You yeah. see where I'm going with this? Yes. Oh, yeah. Ah, I'm feeling the light bulbs click. All right. Yep. Share more. Who wants to go first? This is Joe. Totally getting that. So when we are meeting other people, no matter what, how we experience that other person, they have also got their own perspective on things, and they're struggling through their bad times or their good times or, or whatever. And we've got to see them as being just as special as we are, which means that we have to pay them what they're worth. Um, and in, in paying them what they're worth, we, we, kind of, we kind of reinforce our own worth at the same time to everybody. Oh, my God. Ding, 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 ding. We have a bingo winner here. Yes, exactly. You nailed it right on the head. Other comments? Crystal, I thought I heard you just about to chime in there. It was me, I think. Isabel. Oh, okay. Isabel, okay. I feel like when um, when I feel good about myself, uh, I see good in people. And when I don't feel good about myself, I don't see any good in people. So it's really mm -hmm. perspective of who, how I feel, how I... Um, so it can be changing only one day, but it's only everything about myself. And it's it's true. I think it's true for everybody, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's a really good observation. Before we get to the Crystal and Elaine team, which we'll start diving into Chapter 4, the whole timeline thing, any other comments about as you're coming into more of a fuller awareness of your own worth on multiple levels, it becomes easier to honor other people for that same high standard or the same high level of worth that they have, even though they may not even be remotely aware of it. Mm. Maybe if we help them become aware of it. 
then uh, if, if we don't feel that they are worth X, Y, Z dollars, then if we can make them aware that they are, then they will be. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You just discovered, or you're discovering, one of the secret sauces of pay me what I'm worth. For everything that you awaken within you, if you can bounce it, if you can mirror it back to every person you know and every person you meet, you create a dynamic energy that automatically, A, boosts your confidence uh -huh. because people will see you as a confident person, and B, you will help them wake up their own confidence at the same time. It's like you're the sun shining on something and warming them up. Mm. Let me set the stage. In a nutshell, imagine your life being a series of hills and valleys, hills and valleys, a few mountains, but a lot of valleys and hills. And when you're in your valley, it's, it's, you're down there on the ground, it's hard to have that large overview of your life. You've got the daily stuff coming at you all the time, the minutia, the laundry, the groceries, the tasks, the to-dos. It's hard to have that mountaintop view of your life when you're juggling eight different things all at once. So in Chapter 4, after you've completed all the various exercises in Chapters 1 through 3, I ask you to bring it all together and put together this massive timeline overview. It's roll out a long sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle, and you begin to throw things on that timeline so that you can get that big overview of your life. And one of the common results of this exercise is you get a sense of themes. You get a sense of timing. It's like, wow, I never knew that about every six months I did this, or every Four and a half years, I seem to do that. Or, wait a minute, look at these people that have come in and out of my life on a almost cyclical basis. What's up with that? And I don't know about you folks, but if I can get a handle on my themes in life, those, those repetitive things that I do, that is an amazing power booster in confidence. I am more aware of myself. Okay, let's dive in. Crystal, Elaine, the team will be interested to know what type of a team name you might come up with in the future. What, uh, what are you getting out of Chapter 4 and this sense of perspective? I know you gave an overview aha at the beginning. You want to dive in? One thing that I was aware of, so that I think was really critical to this chapter, was on page 62 at the top, you talked about pay me what I'm worth equally values health, wellness, and wisdom. And I think that's definitely true. When you hear the word pay, you automatically go to a dollar sign. But there's so much more that, you know, if we don't have our health, well, we're not going to make money or we're not going to be able to do anything that we want. Wisdom to use the time and money in our lives wisely is important because, as you said in the book, time um, and money, neither one is infinite, so we need to allocate them correctly. <laughs> I thought that was a good critical learning for the, to start off the exercise. Crystal, do you want to add anything to that? Or I think to go along with that, like the health is truly the only thing you really like. Your health, your health is your that's where you live. But not only that, like she said, when you hear pay, a lot of times people think of money. But right now, I'm working with a guy 
and we're exchanging service for service. And he's happy, I'm happy, and I'm learning so much out of it. I've never edited a book, and here I am editing a book with the guy who's in the National Hall of Fame of Personal Trainers. So I'm just, like, ecstatic, and he's happy he finally found somebody who wants to do it. So to me, it's just the experience in service for service sometimes, well, most of the time, is more valuable to me than the necessarily dollar amount. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why Crystal and Elaine are teamed up is because you both share a common interest in a company called Isogenics. Right. And Isogenics is something I also am involved with. It is a health and wellness company. And I'm curious, as you gain perspectives, Elaine, Crystal, as you gain more perspectives about your overarching themes in life that we're tickling out of here in Chapter 4. How is this helping you shift the way that you build your company with your, your own programs with Isogenics? Well, this is Elaine. I guess I'm, trying, I'm building my team. I've only been doing this since September, but I'm building a team, and I've got a few business partners. I've got a pharmacy and a few business friends and a trainer. I think one thing I like about this job is that I get to mentor people. I was a manager through the telecom industry for, I don't know, 20-some years. One of my favorite things, I guess, in the past is, you know, doing that, working with people, helping them along, coaching them to be better, giving them ideas of how to approach the business maybe. And I'm not in sales. I'm a finance girl. So sales is not my thing. I kind of consider this more of sharing rather than sales. You give uh-huh. people information and then they, they – we support them whatever they want to do with it. But I like that part of it, you know, bringing that from my past. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's reawakening your skills, helping you bridge those skills from where you were to where you are now. Right, right. Okay, cool. All right. Crystal, any thoughts? Um, for me, I'm sharing, like, little skills and stuff that we're doing through this book. I share them with my team to go for in my people I'm mentoring with, but at the same time, if I'm their leader or if I'm a student, I've, I feel I'm both roles with whoever's on my team. But I'm sharing some of these experiences that I'm going through in this book with them, encouraging them to get the book, and just listening to them more from what they want, from what they need from me, and celebrating every little step of their success with them. For instance, one girl who was unable to see how much she weighed texted me yesterday and said, I'm down 14 pounds in seven days, and I'm feeling powerful, which she's, she couldn't even step on the scale a couple of days before and see how much she weighed. So that, to me, was a milestone that we celebrated together. Cool. Cool. Now, one of the things that I know in most network marketing businesses that's a challenge for many business builders is retention. People may get on a product or a service, and they may be excited about it for a month, two months, six months, but at some point in time, it seems like, eh, they're done. They kind of fall off the radar. So for Isabel and Elaine, I'm curious, is there something in this confidence building series that you sense you could pull out and start engaging your clients such that their retention would be stronger, that they would see the benefit of maintaining their Isogenics membership and utilizing the products and services within Isogenics while you help them build their confidence within themselves. Oh, there's definitely an opportunity for that. There's no doubt about it. And the great thing about Isogenics is the products just make you feel great. 
you're suffering from stress, you can, you know, get all those adaptogens into you that relieve the inflammation of your organs, and that makes you feel good. They're losing weight. That makes them feel good. There's an energy boost to these products. I mean, I've had even done the vitamins. There was a guy that I had just got the vitamins, and within three days, he said, I haven't slept except four hours and 48 hours, and I am just on target with what I need to do, and I've got this big project, and I'm, he said, I could never do this before. So, and then sometimes I guess if they want to drop off, it's reminding them, well, remember how good you felt? You know, <laughs> actually, remember how bad you felt before you got on this? You really want to go back to that. Right. And then if they feel good about themselves, you know, and they can take what these products have done for them, making them feel so good, applying that to the rest of their lives as well. Because when they feel good, they seem to be doing better in their businesses. They're doing, like this guy with the vitamins. He's doing better in his business this week just because of a box of vitamins. Amazing. We give our body what amazing. we need. Yes. Yeah, good nutrition is everything, right? Now, folks, please know that you can get a hold of everybody on our show easily by going out to bitly.com, B-I-T-L-Y dot com forward slash confidence cast. The word confidence and the word cast all combined, no spaces, bitly.com forward slash confidence cast. And if something comes up that really intrigues you and you want to talk more about it, specifically with the person who intrigued you, Go out to our cast page, check them out, and connect with them directly. All right, before we move on to our next team, which will be Jason, Sarah, and then eventually Monica. Monica is still traveling, by the way, for those listening in, and from all of Monica's friends, thanks for listening in. She is, I believe, coming back from Peru fairly soon, and so I'm sure we'll have some great stories there, and she'll join in with Jason, Sarah on on their team. So let's shift into Jason, Sarah. What's going on with your team regarding the gift of perspective? Okay, a lot has gone on. What I can see is that there's been downtimes and uptimes in an overall life lesson that I've been getting lately. And that's, uh, it's just, when things really hit hard, just remember it's going to pass. That in a couple days or a week or months, it's going to get better. Like, it's just, it's going to pass. It's going to get better, even if it takes a couple years. Just recently, this NFL football player shot his girlfriend and himself. Oh, wow. yes. Yeah, and, I, you know, and if, if he had a bigger perspective to know it's going to pass and it's going to get better, then they'd be okay today, or at least they'd be alive today with hope for okay. And uh, I just... I think sometimes we get myopic, and I, I get confronted by whatever's right in front of me, and it just feels like the world is caving in, and I'm, ah, I just want to quit and throw it all away. And then if I could take a breath and step back, I realize, no, on the other side of this, it's going to be better than ever, and there's going to be some really great, phenomenal things happening. So as I'm getting that kind of that bigger, longer-term view, kind of more of a piece to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if I could share, Sarah, can I tell, tell them what you said about personal development the other day? Go ahead. She, so Sarah and I are talking, and Sarah really started her journey of personal development this year, I'd say in the last uh, six to eight months. And uh, so we're talking in the driveway, and she goes, you know, about this personal development thing, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> true and I think that uh, I think that's a good litmus test for if you're really on the personal development journey because everyone I know who's ever really taken on looking at themselves at some point they reach this point of like 
Oh my gosh! Why you know? I want to go back in the matrix. Stick me back in the machine, you know. And uh, you know, I'm proud of her. And talking about perspective, I think it's such a great perspective. Because because we weren't happier then. It's kind of like when the tribe of Israel left Egypt. They they got in the desert and it got uncomfortable, and they said, "Let's go back to Egypt." But meanwhile, in Egypt, they were slaves. And I think a lot of people do that is, is when they're going to change their life and take on that new thing, they're like, forget this, it's too big, I want to go back. And they forget how much of a slave they were to their old programming before and uh, how little freedom they had. So I think when you talk about perspective, it's it's good to really, I think it's good to look back sometimes and get, you know, it it really wasn't that great. <laughs> wow. Well, ma- many juicy things in there. I want to shift back for a moment. Jace, as you're thinking of your timeline, is there a particular item on your timeline that helped you knock yourself into that higher perspective that you recognize that this too shall pass? Was there one particular event that went, wow, at the time I never thought I was going to get through this, and now I'm through it? Is that what happened? I can't say it was just like one particular event. I was listening to another CD set, and they were talking about what what gives us our passion is is the peaked emotional moments, both positive and negative. And uh, for me, it was when I went through a real depression and went through foreclosure and lost my house and just all this other stuff a few years ago. But that was when, kind of like when you're totally broken, that you can be put that back together in God. That's when that happened for me. So it was, it was a wonderful time, you know, on, on this side of it. I wouldn't want to repeat it, but mm-hmm. yeah, so that would be the event that gave me that perspective. It was a few really hard years, but those really hard years gave me something that, so few people have and prepared me for what's what's coming next and the freedom I have that so few people have. And 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 just everyone who's listening, you know, to be as transparent as possible, Jace, would you share once again, because there are probably people listening for the very first time for this series, would you share again your connection with Sarah? Oh yeah, we're engaged. Okay. She lives down the street. <laughs> I thought it was important to bring that back up because, Sarah, when you talk about doing the whole personal development path and you went, eh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the record, I love personal development. I think it's one of the greatest things out there in life. And But when I get into this point where I realize how my life has been and I've been – like Jay said earlier, I've been a slave um, to my own programming and my own conditioning. And then for personal growth to open my eyes and realize that is much better and much bigger out there than what I've been believing all these years. It's like, oh, my gosh. And it's not, it's not scary. It's just exciting. It's exciting for me to move forward. But sometimes I get into the uncomfortable feeling and that's when I go back and I think, oh, my gosh, that's that's big. That's too big for me to go there. And I just want to go back and be safe again and be comfortable, which is not healthy in my in my um, opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know that the wisdom on this team, uh, you can all share your derivatives of this, but in the 40-some years that I've been doing this work, one of the personal observations I have of my own reflections is there's no going back. There's no going back. Every time my eye opened a little wider 
It's like an aperture on the old cameras, you know, when you were adjusting the f-stop and you opened it up and the lens got more of a view. I, whenever I tried to close that vision down or shut that vision so that I didn't want to see it, it was nigh on impossible, if not almost painful, because once I became more aware of something, to try to ignore it was actually taking more energy than just to integrate it and allow it to help me blossom even further. Anybody else have that same oversight when it comes to once you know, there's really no going back? Yeah, it's a bit like those pills, like uh, Jason was saying in The Matrix. Once you take that, once you take that pill, that's it. That that journey's begun, and there's no going back. It's like it's it's on a it's a train on on a track, and it's only going in one direction. There's no reverse gear on it, and uh, it's a bit like learning something. If you learn that two and two is four, you're kind of stuck with that now. That's that's it. You're you're never going to unlearn that. And so embrace it. You know, as you say, it takes more energy sometimes to to try and go backwards and try and ignore something that we've learned about ourselves, or than to actually just embrace it and go, hell, you know, I'll just accept that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone actually finished that exercise, I'm amazed. That was good on, good on them. <laughs> I didn't. Even I felt overwhelmed it. just by reading yeah. the exercise. I don't think anybody finished the whole thing. <laughs> Well, once again, please know that uh, I, I, I'm i amazed you even tried to get into the exercise. It was my <laughs> goal and dream that you just had enough time to read it and ponder it. But the fact that you're it, – it, I, I have had many of folks say, you know, Sol, you suck because, you know, I think I'm just going to go in and read it and get an overview and then I'll come back later to it. But there's these, these little Velcro hooks. It's like I start working on it and then it just starts like – you're weeding a garden. You think, oh, I'm just going to take 10 minutes and weed a garden a little bit here and there. And then two hours later, you're like, what did I just do? So <laughs> I appreciate all the extra effort there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, Stu, Isabel, Anna, what uh, what's happening in your team regarding this ride down memory lane? I, I did. I read it and... It immediately got the vision of what this would look like, and I was telling Stuart, I said, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to roll out a five foot piece of paper right now to do this. So <laughs> I'm glad it's like everybody's kind of freaking out, but I'm glad it's. But in my mind, in my mind's eye, and I took a piece of paper and I actually just started, I did it kind of in a small scale and wrote down some things that some major things and events that had happened, relationships, death, times, things that happened in my life, and really found that a lot of those big events actually smacked me, for lack of a better word, into a different direction. And that direction led to where I am right now. So, one, I appreciate all of that, and I understand what everyone's talking about when they say, when you guys were saying I can't go backwards because I've attempted to go backwards and because I was so afraid of what was in front of me and what my possibilities were, but they were new, so I didn't know them. And one thing that I realized is that little by little, I've been inching up and inching up and inching up. And now that I look up, I'm like, wow, I'm in the middle of this amazing life and this like things that I'm doing and the people that I'm meeting. And it's been this whirlwind for the past about four and a half years of, really totally changing my life 
and it's been amazing. And that timeline just showed me just the nuances of all the bits and pieces that had to come together for me to get here. And that's the, that was the beauty. And that's why I really blogged that little blog because it just, it just woke up and said, wow, bless the mess. Once again, bless the mess. (laughs) It's fascinating because when we spoke previously, Anna, we actually talked about this kind of mountain range timeline going off into the distance, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Sol just re- reiterated just there a few minutes ago. And the perspective of that is really, if you kind of, if you were on that mountain range, either in a peak or in a trough or whatever, if you just zoomed out to the side so that you could, you, you could have a, like a side-on view of that mountain range and you could see the ups and the downs, what the, the perspective that you get from there is that every single down leads to another up. And that, we were talking about that the other day, weren't we, about how when you look back on your past experiences, it doesn't matter if they were good experiences or bad experiences, they always led somewhere else. Yeah. And so if you're in a bad experience now, if you hate your life right now, know that it's just leading to an up. You're, gonna, you're in the trough, so it's got to lead to a spike. That's the way it goes. And you were talking about that uh, traumatic experience that, you had a few years ago and how you reacted to it. And then several years later, you had another similar traumatic experience and you reacted very differently to it because you had a very different perspective at that time, didn't you? Yes. And I had no control over those incidences because they were people dying. And it's how I handled it personally and my perspective of it that really, it was amazing how those, you look at that and you say, okay, I get to choose. I had no control over that situation. I get to choose how I feel and who I'm showing up as and who I'm being. And what am I going to do? Am I going to grovel in that or am I going to empower myself and do something to honor these people? And I really think that that's what I'm doing now. It's it's not only honoring those people, but I'm honoring myself because I am Mm. choosing the path that makes me feel good and helps other people. So that's it was. It's an awesome. I, I enjoyed it uh, immensely. So I really liked. I liked it. I liked jotting all that down and seeing, watching. And Isabel had a, a, you had a different view on this, didn't you? Yes. So for me, the perspective it was seeing something from a different angle. I was talking to Stu, and I said that I write in my journal every day, and I've been doing that for a year, putting that I put. I write in my journal, and then. After I write, I put on the margin, God, and God talks to me. And it's amazing the difference that it has made in my life because when I write, then I can say, okay, for example, oh, my life is terrible, or I did this, or I should not have done it. But then when God talks to me, it's almost like God is seeing in a different perspective and he's telling me things that are very kind, kind words, kind words of encouragement, and really, it changed my whole perspective after that. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing. So, and also when I am in um, living in the moment, if I'm really caught in the moment, I don't see things the same way than if I see myself mm-hmm. from above or if I wait a few minutes, like Jay said before, then I can see much better. It's like being on a mountain, and then I can see much better what was going on. And I can react differently, differently, mm. and think differently, because I am not really caught in the moment. So for me, uh, doing this exercise, in mean, journaling with, have a conversation with God, is really the best thing I ever, do, I've, uh, I ever done. 
and it's really pushing me forward and stretching, stretch, oops, stretching me each and every day to be better and to do better and to have a really completely different perspective on life. So when you spoke to when I spoke to you about that earlier, I said I had uh-huh. a question to ask about that where yes. where you write one thing on your journal and then God answers whatever that question is in that journal and it's always something positive and uplifting and inspiring. So what does that do to your confidence when you read that answer? Oh, it boosts my confidence right up. And I talked to you about that I had a hard time with money, like asking, being paid. Because when I, when I love something and I'm very passionate about life coaching, I have a hard time asking money for that because, because I love it so much. And then mm. you asked me to write down the question so, to God and how do I feel comfortable being paid. And then before the show, I started to write about it and I say, you know what? God was very gentle and said, you know, Isabel, you have to look inside your heart and you have to to really know who you are. And you know you have you give so much value in your coaching. You have been coaching for a year and you give so much value to your to your um, clients. So now it's about time to ask for money and you you can do it. And really after writing all of this and I felt so much better and I said, Yes, you're right. I can. <laughs> I really can. <laughs> it was it, great. It's great. And the more I think, the more, the more I um, I write about the value I provide, the more confident I'm, I am. The better, and it's, it goes with everything. The more I know myself, the more confident I am, and the and the more passionate I am, the more confident I am also. So it's uh, yeah. So what do you think about that, Anna, that, that, that great exercise of writing those things down as two, in, in two different perspectives? I think it's great. I think, you know, really in writing it, not just typing it on the computer, I think writing it mm. for me is very important because you're physically involved in that. I've had bouts of uh, what I call just, I call it brain dumping, where I'll just get the journal out and I'll just start writing and just allow whatever come through, comes through. And I'm always amazed at the information that comes through. And I, I get when the beginning, when I started doing it, I felt kind of giddy because I felt this came out of me, you know, <laughs> answers came out of me. And when you really read it and you pay attention to it, it it's your solution. It's, and, you know, the solution is there. It's always there. Yeah, it's always when you are you step back that you you see the solution. But yes. when you are too much in it, you don't see it. Yes. And Isabel, one of the things that I'm and I'm working on some kind of something similar in the coaching aspect. And what I've realized is when you don't allow someone to invest in their uh, in their growth in in themselves in some form, then it's really stopping them from their growth. There there needs to be some form of I call it energy exchange, but some mm. form of exchange because it's ebb and flow, and that's what life is. So I realized the people that I didn't charge, they really just didn't get anything out of it. But the ones who I charged, whether they paid me in money or or some form of uh, trade bartering or something, they got something out of it. So know that to allow somebody to pay you in some form or fashion, they're investing in their own expansion and their own growth. It's it's a I that's a very that's the same lesson I've been learning as well. Mm-hmm. 
That's a great perspective. So literally, by by enabling them to pay you something, mm-hmm. they add value to what you're giving them. Yes. Well, they and they add value to what they're receiving. It's them. Yes. You ever you ever go out and you buy you know you buy something you're going to take care of it. It's the same thing. When they invest mm-hmm. in themselves, they're going to take care of that and they're really going to absorb the information. They're going to really take it in. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But now I'm okay. I can. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> and for my retreat, I'm going to do in September. I'm okay with that too. <laughs> hey, brilliant! Yay! The best life. All the right. Best life. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. This whole perspective thing. Let me throw this into another way of seeing this. Imagine going into a restaurant, and you sit down. And your server comes up and looks at you, and you look at the server, and the server looks at you, waiting for you to tell them what you want, but you're waiting for the server to tell you, to ask you what you want. So both of you are waiting for each other to say something, thinking that, okay, it's custom is the waiter or the server is supposed to ask me first or the custom is, no, I can just tell the server what I want. So you're both sitting there going, what are you going to talk to each other? (laughs) You know, you're like, well, you know, are you going to say something? And so finally (laughs) maybe the server says, okay, what would you like to order? And you go, well, um, I don't know. What can I order? How long do you think it's going to take for you to figure out what you're going to have to eat if you start approaching your meal from a perspective that you have no idea, A, what can be ordered, B, can it be ordered, C, how long will it take? <laughs> I mean, could you imagine being the server? You'd probably shoot the person sitting there going, well, oh, I don't know, what, what can I order? I mean, And even if there is a menu, I often look at our life as a menu. We've created our menu one selection at a time. Every action we've taken, every action we've not taken is an item on the menu. And now we have this Chinese menu of of things that we are, and we think we may be that menu, and we can only do that menu. And what I was just hearing you say, Isabel, is you're recognizing that not only is you, you have a robust menu, but if people order from your menu, they better be ready to pay for it. Right. Now, taking that analogy along, if you go into a restaurant and you put in a very sophisticated order, a very elaborate order, and then you start getting impatient that this order is not showing up to your table, so you draw the server to your table again and you change the order, you change the order again and you change the order, you, you don't see what's going on in the kitchen. You don't see the things actively going on to fulfill your order parallel this goals dreams the bigger your goal is the bigger your dream is the more sophisticated it is the more time it's going to take to blossom into a full robust picture of what you see that dream to be in all reality true mm. yes. did you follow this yes yeah. so if you have a dream and this dream is huge and and this dream's just not happening. I'm pissed off because it's not happening. Well, wait a minute. Do you realize that you're just your mere thought of that dream started 
the waiter or this waitress writing your dream down on a cosmic ticket to put into the cosmic kitchen to start cooking up your dream. It takes time and persistence and patience. So, therefore, Jace, when you were talking about this too shall pass, another way I reframe this too shall pass is, wow, I've really asked for quite a bit. And if someone were to ask of me what I'm asking of me, it would take me some time to do it. Therefore, I better be patient with what I'm asking for. Thoughts yeah. on that reframe of perspective? Yeah, that's a really excellent way of looking at it, I think. Whenever I get frustrated that things aren't happening as quickly as I would like them to happen, and I realize I'm the only person left on the planet that suffers from that problem, I realize everybody else on this call, in this show, and listening to this show, you are all magnificently patient. So forgive me as I blather on here. <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I just remember that teacher of patience. When I do my timeline, I often see where I got impatient and I made or I forced a choice. I forced something to happen and then all hell broke loose because I forced something that should not have been forced. Anybody have an experience where they can attest to that? Well, that's like the idea of taking the difference between just taking action on something or taking inspired action, because you can act, you can create, you can go out and, and just act and do things. But unless you have some sort of vision as to what you want to create and, and, and go for that, then it's sort of like you have all of this stuff scattered all about. But once you have this vision, it, it gets focused. If I'm picking you up correctly, Anna. Yeah, Inspired action is like wind in your sails. It shows yeah. you start sailing. Anybody who's ever sailed before, if you try to take an abrupt change in, in your course and you physically force that sail to do something it does not want to do, it, you're going to have some problems. So what I'm hearing you say is, Anna, you need to allow that wind to naturally fill your sails and then sail on accordingly. Yes. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. As always, I'd love to hear some of the takeaways that have happened here on today's journey, and we will go in reverse order of my fabulous list. Anna, you were just speaking. Let me kick it off with you. What are some of the ahas you had from today's journey? You know, looking just looking back at that timeline and just knowing that saw patterns, much like Crystal was talking about, you saw things that repeated themselves, and the difference is how you handle it in each situation and the fact that you learn something. Oh, I hope that you would learn something from that, from your life experiences to help you gain confidence. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Next is Jace. Then we'll pop into Sarah, then Stuart. So Jace, is there a particular aha from today's journey that has added a little more icing on the cake? Yes. Yeah, someone said, uh, that they were glad to hear that we all were freaking out about the assignment. And I started thinking about it. Why were any of us freaking out about the assignment? There's nothing to freak out about yet when we don't think we're going to perform, when I don't think I'm going to perform as well as I could or should or I'm not going to do it right. Uh, I have freaked out in the past that I know other people do. And so when we're talking about perspective, that's a very small perspective of what's going on. There's There's never really a reason to freak out when we're taking a bigger perspective. Bingo. Release the stress. 
I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people avoid doing personal development because they start freaking out that there's the right way, the wrong way, a timeline, blah, 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 and then that naturally creates resistance. And when we let that go, it's much easier. Good point, Jace. Thank you. Sarah? I felt overwhelmed just reading the exercises and everything that I have to do in order to create my timeline. But at the same time, I'm very excited to do it. Just like the previous exercises, it just teaches me there's a lot more out there than what I've been thinking or knowing. I'm excited to see the results and the outcome to see what I learned from this. Mahalo, mahalo. All right, Stuart and Isabel. My takeaway uh, is actually from part of Isabel's uh, answer in in our conversation, and that is the confidence that we can gain from, from our own answers. When we take a different perspective on things, and we can actually journal that that new perspective, the, the confidence we can take from that. Mahalo. All right. Isabel. Yeah, for me, it's, uh, it's about patience. And I noticed that uh, a lot of time in my life, I haven't been patient. And the past uh, three years, I've been very, very patient. And it's the first time that I feel like I'm going to break through. I'm going to have a breakthrough. I'm going to be, be uh, very successful. And because I say to myself, you know what, you have to be patient, because what you, what you are going through right now, it's a learning experience, and it's you, are, you are becoming more confident, so you have to be very patient. So mm-hmm. this is what... That wonderful teacher, that wonderful teacher, yes. All right, Elaine, then Crystal. Well, I liked what somebody said earlier, which was something that I very firmly believe in, which is paying other people what they are worth. And I thought that was just a good reminder. I try to always do it, but it's nice to be reminded that's really important. Kind of planting that seed of what goes around comes around. Yeah. Right. Awesome. All right, Crystal. I really like that analogy you gave with if you order a fancier dinner, you have to be more patient for it to cook up because I set some pretty big dreams for myself, and I've gotten myself in an education rut. So things are going to happen in my life, and it's all going to be about perspective and patience, but I will get to being a successful chiropractor, helping out as many people as I can. All right. Awesome. Well, once again, we come to a close, and I want to just remind everyone, be sure to click out to bitly.com, B-I-T-L-Y dot com forward slash confidence cast. That way you can catch up with all of our team members here, as well as catch any of the shows that we have had in the past. And with that, Crew, on the count of three, I'd like to hear a rounding aloha to wish everyone a fabulous week. One, two, three. Aloha! And now, a few words from Lillian. Thank you for listening to PWR Network. I'm Lillian Caldwell, the founder of PWR Network. I personally thank you, as well as my other listeners, for your support. To enjoy the benefits being heard by our 8 million plus listeners, call me at 734-827-9406 to explore how to become a PWR Network host or sponsor. Once again, I'm Lillian Caldwell, the founder of PWR Network. Thank you for listening to this program. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello? At the tone... Record your comments about PWR Network. Thanks for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. Would you please call our listener line at 734 
724-827-9406. Again, our listener line is 734-827-9406. You can press the pound key and go right into voicemail, and you can share your comments about our shows. You may just hear your comment on air. Thank you for sharing some feedback to PWR Network by calling our comment line at 734-827-9406. Coming up this Saturday is the largest gathering of intentioners on the planet. Just try and grasp the amount of energy that we are creating together by focusing on love, focusing on peace, vitality, and abundance. Look at your hands. Each and every crease, original. Every scar, one of a kind. You, my friend, are a unique soul. Maybe an antique soul, an eager-to-teach soul, or a meditatively seeking soul. But we are all soulful. We're all delightful, wonderfully insightful, immeasurably bright, and full of love. Imagine holding the hands of thousands of individuals intently focused on the creation of a better world. It's happening at www.intentioncall.com. 